This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Swing high fly ball! Go to right center! And the Braves have won it! There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. A walk-off homer from Freeman, and the Braves win it! He is! Well, this is a very special episode of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves, mainly because for the first time in almost a full year, we are back here in our home in the Braves Alumni Lounge at Truist Park. The last time Greg McMichael, who's uh, director of Braves Alumni Relations, and I, Ricky Mast, Braves uh, digital media content manager, sat in this room was was almost a year ago it was the first show kind of into quarantine and like them we we're still socially distanced in this room but boy does it feel good to just be back mm. in this room where we where we're supposed to be it's i i i'm just kind of looking around taking it in because man it just it's i can't believe it's been a year but gosh does it feel so good to be back in here <laughs> doesn't it yeah sure does well first of all congratulations on ricky's got a new job i don't he worked his he worked his way into the praise organization somehow so i mean maybe maybe it's the podcast you did such a great job some would say weaseled my way in but i prefer worked in yes <laughs> yeah no he's done such a great job that we've hired him and um so he's full-time now with us so congratulations and thank you it's i've uh, i've been uh Six great years with Major League Baseball. Of course, I've been working with the Braves uh, as an MLB employee. Um, but I, I got to tell you, it's just um, to to make the transition to now be a full time Braves employee. It's uh, this has kind of felt like my work family for a while, anyways. And so now to kind of make it official and everything is is very very thrilling, humbling, and all of it. And I'm just um, man, I'm I'm ex- very pumped and happy to. Uh, Happy to officially be here. So now I've just got to get them to put my office near yours so that I can bug you and throw stuff at the wall and, and all right. that. Yeah. That's right. Well, that is um, that is uh, exciting, and I know I'm happy for you just because, um, you know, in this business, you just never know. I mean, we've gone through a pretty tough time here, just like everybody else and our listeners, and and you just don't, never know with COVID and baseball season and, and for us to be able to keep doing our podcasts and, and for Braves to hire you, that speaks a lot to who you are and, and uh, what value you bring to the organization. So um, I'm excited, you know, selfishly just because we get to continue on and, and do the things that we enjoy doing and talking about baseball, right? Amen. And, and soon, um, hopefully everybody gets to join us and watching the the game live and i know that uh, that's the path we're on and we're excited i think they're getting ready to i don't know the first home game may be march 11th or something down in uh, florida and they're going to have some uh, fans down there at the stadium so i hope uh looks like that that's i can't remember exactly I think they've already had some 
Well, and no, I'm talking about in our, our home game. I don't know if we've had a home game yet. Yeah. Oh, we, we have. have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So, yeah, everything's looking good down there from nice. what I've seen. Um, I, I did see, as a matter of fact, I saw yesterday, I believe it was in Northport, um, as we're sitting here recording this, by the time this comes out, you know, don't assume it's the yesterday of <laughs> when you're listening, but uh, Travis Darneau. His first at, at bat of the spring, he had a bomb to left field, and they nice. had the uh, they had the squares like the on the ground, like the pods, basically where mm-hmm. people could still sit on the, the hill and kind of stay in their own little area. So nice. Uh, so I believe they already had some some. Folks yeah, that's out there, a great so. little area. Just it is. Remember back from fantasy camp. And it's a great having it's, a berm. If if yeah, if you're able to get down there and get tickets and all that, it's it's I highly encourage. It. It's a beautiful beautiful facility. Well, so let me tell you a little story about the berm. So when I was with the Cubs, this is just brings back. Um, big memories but so I'm out in spring training I'm trying to make the Cubs team this is after I left Atlanta and before I came back to Atlanta so my family joined me and uh, my family was sitting out in the berm in in Arizona watching spring training I can't remember how old my kids were but um, my my wife turns around to my son at the time and says hey look look Slade um, your dad's pitching and when she looked back he was out on the berm but he was using the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) well so when I see berm I think about that story about my son out there saying hey we must be out in the woods I'm going to use the bathroom (laughs) that is one way to cheer for your dad (laughs) man oh that's great that is great well it's like Greg said we're just Listen, we're, I don't want to uh, count my chickens before they hatch or anything, but gosh, it certainly seems like we're on a good path to getting back to hopefully having some folks in the ballpark. And I was just telling Greg before we before we hit the record button, I've been like have I've literally been daydreaming mm-hmm. here lately about being in Truist Park and just having fans in there again and that feeling in the air and whatever the number is when we start out. I mean, I. I you know, I, I'm sure we won't be full all right off the bat. It'll probably be lower, uh, you know, whatever the percentage is. But it's not going to matter to me. You do, you just put uh, however many people is in there. It's just going to be so good to have people back in that ballpark and like just the first home game. If we if we have folks there, just just the the feeling pregame ceremony. It, mm. It's again, I we're not breaking any news here. We don't know yet. They haven't. They, nothing's been announced. So we're just kind of hoping, I guess. But. Um, I've been daydreaming about it. And I just can't wait. Yeah. I think I'm going to get it's it's a different level of excitement than I've ever had before for mm. opening day because it's just you always have optimism about your team or just feeling good because hey it's baseball season again. But this is clearly to me it's it's a it, it, this one means a lot more. I right. think. Well, it's kind of reminds me of when we were opening up the ballpark. Was yeah, it 2016, 17, 17. Um, just that level of excitement, like you know, we got new digs and people coming in to get to see that. So it, you know, it's it's close to that level for me, just because it seems like it's been forever. I mean, what was it almost a year ago we did our we did our broadcast broadcast debut, you know, for the <laughs> for the warm up games for the season, it, the summer we, camp. We were, we were pretty excited about it, summer camp. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we. I mean, obviously with the numbers trending down and vaccine vaccinations going up and everything looks like it's trending in the positive direction that uh i don't think you can't help but hope that that's going to happen and and um so anyway we're looking forward to that but you know in the meantime we're going to talk about spring training we're we still got some guests coming on the podcast and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good stuff happening yeah i'm to the to the vaccinations there it's it's 
so my I've got one sister that's that's in healthcare, so she's gotten fully vaccinated. And other sister is a teacher, so she's gotten vaccinated. My best friend is a teacher, works with uh, special needs kids. He's vaccinated. My other best friend, I got two best friends. Uh, he's law enforcement officer, and he's got his. So um, it's it's good. Like I think the, a lot of the people that are needing them are getting them now, which is great. And I I'm very much looking forward to getting mine, and so we can just hopefully get back to completely normal. Um, going back to talking about opening this ballpark in 2017, I think that transitions nicely into our guest today because we talked a little bit about this with him. That and I think I brought it up with him. This is uh, Cole Swindell, of course, country singer. You you probably I'm sure you've all heard of him, and he's one of those guys. Even if you're maybe you don't know his music as well, maybe you do, but I bet you he's written some songs for other people that you've heard as well. I mean he's massive on his own right but then he's also written stuff for other people so very successful uh country singer uh, from georgia grew up a braves fan and one of the things i think back on when we opened at the time of sun trust park now truest park um after that first game of course the braves beat the padres it was just it was just it was one of those nights where it's like if you could bottle up that energy uh, and if you could literally take that energy that was in the ballpark that night and put it in a bottle, you could sell it for you know a million dollars a pop. It just felt that good. Um, but after the game, uh, Cole Swindell played a concert over at the Roxy that night, and all a bunch of us from the office, the Braves worked with the Braves or whatever. We went upstairs in the Roxy. And I think they let fans in downstairs, and we just kind of had a big party because it was like this thing we'd been building up to. It, it, it not only had it happened, but it went off extremely well without a hitch i'd say and so to me cole's always going to have that kind of special place in in my memory for he was like the that was the celebration of this thing we'd all collectively been working towards for years and that was the the payoff was cole played us a concert at the roxy i mean essentially (laughs) it wasn't just for us but it it kind of like it felt like it um so and he's a legit brace fan oh yeah i mean he's he was he was born. He and I were born. Uh, I think three days apart. I've just I found out from looking looking him up, and um, so he grew up rooting for those same Braves teams that had Greg McMichael on it that I did. So that was that was that was pretty cool. And uh, it's great to have famous fans on here. And I just I always enjoy hearing them. It's like Michael Kelly, Chase Elliott. I mean Jason Isbell, whoever. It's like how fired up they get to talk mm-hmm. about Braves baseball. Yeah, it's, it was great meeting Cole. I I really hadn't listened to a whole lot of his music or or knowingly listened to a lot of his music. Of course, you know, Ain't Worth the Whiskey and, and he's had some Wish You Were Here. I mean, there's some unbelievable, of course, that, that song was just a major tearjerker, right? I mean, right. when that when that first came out, that uh, that really hit you. And um, just not knowing him, you know, obviously knowing that, that those were big songs, then you get a chance to meet him and knowing how, what a big Braves fan is. It's always great talking about baseball. But then when you see the crossover of fans that are in other industries and how successful they are and, and hearing their stories of growing up, and he talks about, you know, some of the things that he remembered as a Braves fan growing up. And it, it's just fun. I mean, it's just kind of see all walks of life and – people that uh, we can all rally around and no matter what your political views no matter what your social views no matter what industry you work in but then to be able to come together and talk about one thing that you really love and passionate about it's just it's just always fun and and of course I've I guess we've been doing this for um, it's coming up on our third season, right? Yeah, and, September will be three years. Have we met anybody that was didn't really like talking about baseball when it came on, right? <laughs> or talking about the race? So I guess we can kind of we kind of stack the deck a little bit. A little bit. But 
But it is it is fun. So from the alumni to current players to front office and and then um, getting to meet some famous fans, it's it's just been it's been fun. And you know, and that's just something that we have in common. I'm sure if we had a bunch of fans on too, just in general, A list members or or just some uh, Braves fans, I mean, we would all have the same good time like we do. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I think like our, our fantasy camp episode from yeah. January of 2020 is kind of a microcosm of that in that we had uh, multiple former players and multiple uh, campers who are also you know, Braves fans, obviously, going to fan- Braves fantasy camp. And I think back on that episode is that's kind of a microcosm of what we do here on the show is that you had a, just bringing together all these different people from different walks of life to kind of celebrate this one thing we all love. So. Um, see, we're back in the alumni lounge and we're just gushing, just happy to be talking about <laughs> baseball again. So, that's right. Um, well, listen, we, we very much appreciate Cole taking his time. This was, this was recorded over zoom. Uh, so it's going to sound a little different from our intro here. Uh, but it was recorded back in January, I believe. And, uh, we're just happy to be, to, to have it rolling out now as, uh, as the guys are getting kicked off and starting to play some games down in Florida. Um, and yeah, we are just, we're ecstatic, man. It's baseball is finally back. We're less than a month away from the season starting and, uh, everything's looking good so far. So I think we're, I think we're, I think we're heading in the right direction. We've got momentum in the right direction, not just with the team on the field, but just everything around it too. So, uh, yeah, glad to have you all along for the ride as always. So without further ado, here he is Cole Swindell. Well, Cole, thanks for joining us here on Behind the Braves. We're excited to have you on. You've been, for, for Braves fans, I think you've been a staple around the ballpark as much as uh, some of the ball, the players over the last few years. I mean, <laughs> concert, you played, I know you played a concert at Turner Field, uh, played a concert at the Roxy, I believe, the open, opening night of Truist Park, which I, I'll get into that in a little bit because I I was there that night. Yeah. Um, but and, and a lot of times I love when you just show up to the ballpark, I'll look down from the press box. I'll be like, is that Cole Swindell? Down? Yep. That's, he's just here hanging out, watching the game. Uh, so I just want to, we'll start at the very beginning. I mean, what, what first got you into the Braves? I know you're a Georgia guy, but what, what earliest memories and what first got you into being a, a Braves fan? Yeah. You know, for me, uh, just being a kid, I've always loved sports and, and honestly, baseball was the first, sport I really ever picked up and I uh, I mean I was obsessed with it you know that's all I did I love baseball and obviously being from Georgia the Braves were a big deal but for me and this was going back I mean I can't remember like game memories but Dale Murphy when I was growing up Dale Murphy and Randy Travis I thought both of them hung the moon so that that was uh, <laughs> you know for me I, I, that was my earliest you know memories and then as I grew up you know I got to to watch during the 90s and he you know, like I said, it's so cool now meeting people all over the country. They know I'm a Braves fan and them telling the stories of I'm a Braves fan from here because that's all we could watch. And just the, you know, just the history behind it, man. I'm like I said, I don't go far back as, as a lot of folks, but I, ever since I can remember loving sports and being able to watch the Braves, those are my favorite memories, probably just being with my dad as a, as a kid, you know, watching the Braves. So. Mm. Well, you and I are this the same age, and I, I was just looking, just reading up on you a little bit because I mean I've, I've followed your music for a few years, but when we found out we were going to have you on, of course, I just wanted to read a little bit more about you. And yeah. 
But no, we were born three days apart back in 83. So you and I grew up same time watching those same yep. teams, including this guy with us here, uh, Mr. Yep. McMichael. So besides Greg McMichael, Absolutely. who was your guy uh, growing <laughs> up? Because for me, I've, I've talked about this many times but behind the Braves. It was, you know, I, Smoltz was big early on, Chipper. But when I was first getting into it, David Justice was like, that was my guy. Oh, yeah. um, so, so who were like, who were you? Like you mentioned Murph, who we love too, but who were some of your yeah. guys early on? Yeah, I mean, obviously Justice, I mean, that was a big, that was a big one for me. I mean, I remember, you know, the day we got McGriff, what a crazy day that, I mean, I was always a big fan of his, but also Gant, man, Ryan Gant, I got always, always loved him. I mean, all of them, honestly, but yeah, that was, uh, those are some of, you know, some of my, my favorites for sure, but it's, it's just crazy thinking back I mean you just bring that up it's like justice I, I don't know if I'd have said him right off the bat but like I mean they're all so uh so important you know so it's pretty cool and obviously the pitching I've been able to play golf I got to play golf last year with Tom Glavin and and you know just all the it's pretty cool getting to see uh Greg on here as well man so I'm uh I love them all well hey Cole uh I was just talking with Tommy the other day he just moved to Florida so I sent him a note and I said, Hey, I never thought of you as being, um, a snowbird down in Florida. I said, how's, uh, how's the Western sizzler at four 30? I said, are you getting in? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he has moved down. He says, yeah, he goes, um, he goes, yeah, I just moving down to Florida. He gets to play a little bit more golf and have some, have some uh, good time there in the sunshine. But Hey, uh, Ricky and I were talking about some minor league ball. He was asking me some of the places that I played and we, and we brought up Macon, which you're not too far South. Okay. I mean, you're, you kind of grew up in the Southwest part of Georgia, but did you ever, did you have your dad or any grandparents take you up to the Macon Braves at all when you were growing up? Do you remember seeing any minor league games? No, you know, I don't know that I ever got a chance to to make it. I only, honestly, I mean, as a kid, I only got to go to a few uh, actual, you know, Braves games uh, with with church groups or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But we, um, the making Braves, always, you know, heard of them and thought it was cool that there was another, you know, affiliation of Braves team in the state. But I, I never, um, you know, one thing I never got to got to do. But looking back, I probably uh, any things like that or any teams the Braves have I always try to to get a hat. So I, I think Al Dean, I think go. I've seen him maybe with one. So I need to uh, get me a Macon Braves hat. There you go. Well, we, we are very fortunate because the Braves organization has a rich tradition. We've always owned our minor league teams. I think there's only one that we don't own at this point, but I got to play in Durham and, and you know, we had some great players. I mean, you named guys like David Justice and Ron Gant who came up through our organization. So, uh, but I did want to ask you, uh, did you have a, you know, we grew up kind of in the TBS era. I did too. I'm a little older than you guys, but I grew up too. And I just remember what an influence and impact that made on me because these guys that you're naming and that we we talk about all the time, we got to see them. I was a Murphy fan. I was a Bob Horner fan. These guys, because growing up every day, I got to watch them play. And I think um, how special it is for us because we grew up in, you know, Braves country where we got to see players and they stayed around for long periods of time. So that made me a fan as well as, you know, people like yourself. And you know who the biggest fans I've always met are the grandparents. It's like I've never met a guy who hasn't said my oh. grandmother watched, watched the Braves every night. I, I, honestly, I mean, that is – that's so true. And I, I can't – I mean, you it's, – it's amazing to think about that because obviously my – both of my grandparents, I remember my grandmothers especially, and it was always 
I mean, obviously grandfathers too, but the, I mean, my, both of my grandmothers were a diehard Braves fan. No, knew more than I ever did about the team mm. and what they needed to do and, and all that. So just, that's a big staple of the South. I think just being a Braves fan, we're mm. hanging out. I mean, I remember sitting in the recliner next to my grandma watching, you know, watching the Braves every, every chance. And even as I got older, I mean, to the day she died, she was the biggest, biggest fan. So that's, um, like I said, there's so many memories, and I think that's why we love sports. You know, we love to watch it, but the memories, I mean, that the connect you with family, friends, and just especially being a player. I mean, I can't imagine. I dreamed of being a, a Braves player. You know, I'm glad I chose something else. I think I uh, made the right call, but just being a fan, there's nothing else like it. And I mm -hmm. still, that's why I still show up to games and, and do that because of what I learned as a kid. And I, I still get, that's something I hope I'll always be able to do. Well, and that, that transitions into something I wanted to ask you about. And I don't think you wrote the song, but still, when I hear the first time I heard Dad's Old Number, I felt like this this felt like a personal song that uh, has to I would think this has to have personal meaning to you. And it, it when you came when the All of It album came out that we first heard that song in the office. And I thought, man, that like mm. it kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit, which is why I still love listening to the song now. I mean, just how did that song come about? And just do you, do you have a, a personal connection to it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier about the show I got to play in Turner Field, and we actually shot part of the You Should Be Here video. There's a, a clip of uh, that, and I'm sitting, there's a poster still in my loft right here of the 2014 Summer Concert Series, September 16th. I, that was the day I got to to play. Uh, and, and, you know, You Should Be Here being the song it was, I think um, when the writers wrote this one, they knew that, they knew my story. They knew, uh, you know, the relationship I had with my dad. Also, the, I'm a huge Braves fan, and I just think it. I know they were thinking about me. But the song was written on my on my bus by two of my favorite songwriters, Chase McGill, Jesse Alexander, and for me, uh, the line at you know, it's 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 talking about those moments in life. You just want to call up that loved one. For me, it's obviously my dad, but it can relate to whoever you know. And some of my favorite memories were watching the Braves, even when we weren't together. We would call or text and, and say, did you see them Braves last night or whatever it was? And I think, you know, this song to me, when it said one of those moments is whenever the Braves score, it's hard not to want to just, you know, send them a text and be like, how about that? But that song is one of the reasons I love country music. I think it tells a story. And, and although it's very personal to me, I, you know, fan stories about that song or you should be here, whatever it is, I think that's what lets me know that, you know, I'm not alone in the way I feel. And uh, we're all, you know, I think, hmm. <laughs> thank God I get to do what I love. I get to write songs, uh, sing songs that, you know, that, uh, that are me. And uh, it's pretty cool that other people can relate. And, and if I can help them by releasing something that lets them know I've been through the same stuff, uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know that we're, I know we are itching to get back out there to the season and having people come to our house and watch the games. Uh, I can't imagine what you're going through right now. I know that you probably love getting out there on tour and seeing your fans and all that. Are you making any plans right now? Yeah, we, um, we've got a couple of things booked. I think, uh, in the next few months, only only a few shows though, and I think those are in Florida. So we'll see uh, 
see how that goes. And as of right now, we're still booked to do the summer tour with Thomas Rhett. We were supposed to do it in the summer of 2020, but I remember the day I got the call and they just moved the entire tour a year later. And I remember thinking, what in the world? And, and sure enough, we're still not going to do still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still trying to figure it out. So hopefully we can, uh, yeah, everybody can come see us at some point this, uh, this year. Uh, all right. So I want to, you mentioned playing golf with, 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 uh, Tom Glavin. How did, how did that go? How did, uh, how, how well, how'd you hit him? Let's just, let's just leave it at that. How did, how did it go? He's pretty good. Those guys, all these guys that Greg was a part of in the nineties, those guys were legit. Oh my God. Yes. And now they, that's all they do is play golf. They're professional athletes. I mean, I don't stand a chance. Everybody, <laughs> thinks that I'm a lot better than I am because that's all I talk about is golf and Braves and music. But um, I really just enjoy the game. But getting to, like I said, I mean, if you'd have told me as a kid, I'd be, uh, you know, playing golf with Tom Glavin years later. I mean, that's just, I don't know, it's one of the coolest things. And, and to me, I try to live like that. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I'm a, I still act like a kid at times, and it's hard not to when you're, you know, one of your childhood heroes is sitting here bombing balls 40 yards by your. That's that's being nice to me. Probably hits further than that by me, but it was uh, it was a cool experience. You know, I was it was very nerve wracking, but man, he was he couldn't have been nicer. And he he signed uh, a jersey and actually mailed it to me here in Nashville, and uh, he actually wrote on it. He said, "Too cold, love your music. Keep working on your golf game." Or something like that so uh, <laughs> nice for anybody that wonders how i played he is there for the world to see forever so <laughs> so how's it living in god's country what's that how's it living in god's country up there in nashville oh no it's it's been about as crazy as anywhere else in the country i, I feel like man it's uh it's just been like i said it's it's different you know everybody that they ask how it's going or you know, if, if somebody's planning a trip or whatever, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even know what's open. I don't, I don't know really what's going on. Hopefully we're getting back to mm. some, uh, sense of normalcy. So hopefully, um, I don't know. I just, it's such a cool town and, and when everything's, you know, open and people are visiting and just the music and the food, just the scene. I mean, it, it's really, mm. uh, it's the biggest city that feels like a, a small town I've ever, I've ever been in. So, yeah. Well, I'm from Knoxville, but I've yeah. got some family that live in Nashville, and I know they love it. And um, I'm sure that's uh, it's a great place to be, especially in the country music scene. So, oh yeah, well, what uh, we we love your music, and we appreciate you you being on there with us. But I wanted to ask you too, just you're you have the ability to write songs, and and you're a great singer. But which which one is if you had to choose? Um, do you like writing better, or is it just kind of kind of all come come out of the same place yeah you know that is a that's i still don't know the answer to that i've just as long as i don't have to have an answer i'm going to keep doing keep doing both but honestly i mean it all started out for me writing when i moved to nashville you know i was enjoying being on stage singing cover songs but i realized that those songs people were singing back to me weren't mine and i wanted to 
you know, I wanted to write songs because I wanted to make other people feel the way, you know, I felt when I listened to music. So for me, uh, I, I will be able to hopefully perform for a long time. But mm. if it came down to it, I always want to I'll always be able to write songs. And there's a lot better singers out there than than me. You know, so I, if, if something happens and I, I can only write songs, I think uh, we'll be able to find somebody to to sing them. But for now, man, it's, it's pretty cool to go from writing songs to uh, to get to see them, you know, perform live and see the fans react to them. That's awesome. Well, Cole, I, last last thing from me. Uh, we want to be respectful of your time, but I mentioned at the outset uh, you playing the very first night. Of course, it was SunTrust Park when it opened. Now Truist Park, and you played a yep. show with the Roxy that night. So, from my side of it, and this will be my. I've always been a Braves fan, but this will be my seventh season working with the team. So, at that point, I'd been here for working for a couple of years and. Obviously, we were doing our normal things we would do with the team, the current team that we had at the time. But everything for a couple of years when I first moved down here was geared towards opening that ballpark and preparing for that and getting moved over there and making all the preparations that literally everybody involved with the organization has to plan for. And so that night, of course, the it was it was all the ceremonies. Everything went great. The game was awesome. Braves won. And I will never forget walking from the ballpark after I was done working over to the Roxy uh, and meeting all my coworkers, all these people that we've all been working for a couple of years. And we all were upstairs in the in the Roxy to watch you play that show. And that was like I, for me, that was one of my favorite nights that I'm always going to look back on because that moment, it was like you were playing the concert that was kind of our celebration for, I mean, obviously it was for everybody, but for us, it felt like, man, this is, this is a party because this is what we've been working for, for all these years. And uh, to borrow a phrase from Chipper Jones, we were definitely, or I was definitely very well hydrated. Drinks were complimentary upstairs that <laughs> night. So yeah, I just, for, first of all, I want to thank you because that was just so much fun for all of us involved that you put on that show that night. And of course there were fans that came in there too. Uh, yep. But what, how did, two quick things about that. How did that come about that you played that very first night of this ballpark? And uh, what do you remember about that night? Oh man. Uh, you know, that, that's anytime, you know, music and sports come together, even if I'm not a part of it, it's always awesome. But especially when you're a part of it and, and you've grown up, you know, uh, being a Braves fan, just as long as you've been a music fan, you know, that was uh, special for me. I remember, I don't even remember who asked me. I, I just know it. It's, they said, uh, Hey, uh, the Braves reached out and was wondering if, if you wanted to maybe play, uh, a show opening night, the, the night they open, you know, the home opener at uh, SunTrust Park. And I, I mean, that's all I needed to hear. I didn't care about the details, where it was, the dugout, whatever I, I was playing. So that to me uh, was a no brainer. And, and, you know, to get to see the, the first home game there, then get to play a show for a bunch of Braves fans afterwards that um, I don't know. I just, take a lot of pride in being from from Georgia and uh, the things I love and the Braves you know for them to think of me for that was a, a big uh, a big deal and I hope like I said I, I've had some buddies that played a show there a couple of weeks ago and I hopefully uh, hey who knows this season if things open back up maybe we can um, play another one in there because that was a, such a cool venue and just the battery in general man that that whole area is even when there's not games going on, I mean, if I'm coming through Atlanta, I may stop through. You know, I just I love the the, the whole park. So yeah. Well, hey Cole, if you come on Sundays, I run a program called Alumni Sundays, where we bring back three alumni every Sunday home game. We got a suite. We watch the game. We have lunch. So you're welcome to come any Sunday. Just give me a heads up, and you can come hang out with us in the suite, meet some of the alumni. I know they'd love to 
to meet you as well. So I'll send that invitation to you out anytime during this season. Uh, let me know. We'll get you over there. Uh, well, hey, it's, it's uh, like I said, I appreciate it. Nice to, to meet you virtually, I guess. But hopefully um, I can get to some games. And like I said, uh, that goes for, for both of you guys and, and whoever with the Braves. Y'all are always welcome at my shows. I can't wait to get back out there. But y'all have a, a ticket anytime to, uh, to come hang with me. So you just let me know. Thank you. Well, have a great uh, 2021. Hope, hope for the best. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. See thank ya. you, Paul. Really appreciate it, man. Hey, thank y'all. Appreciate it. See you. All right, thanks again to Cole Swindell for joining us here on Behind the Braves. That was a lot of fun getting to uh, talk with him and meet him and looking forward to hopefully seeing him. He likes to come out to Braves games, as we talked about there, and hopefully we'll get to see him out at the ballpark sooner rather than later and take him up on that offer to come out to some of his concerts sometime. So uh, as I mentioned at the outset, I mean, I can weasel my way into jobs and all kinds <laughs> of stuff and weaseling my way into concert tickets is I'm all I'm I'm never going to be uh, above doing that. So and maybe you sing him a song and maybe he brings you up on stage. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe his bodyguards <laughs> throw me out of the building if I do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, only one way to find out. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, since we're back in the alumni lounge and, and kicking it like we, we used to and we plan on doing so from from here on out. Uh, we thought we would talk a little bit about the current team now that they're starting to play some games down in Florida. Um, I think by all accounts, for all we know, the, the front office might not be done. I mean, there's still players out there that maybe they sign some of them. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Uh, but I think that in Alex, and I'm biased, but I think in Alex's tenure, I think he's done a, a magnificent job since he's taken over, um, heading up our, our front office. Uh, I think this offseason – Overall, I think I would look at this as his best, uh, at least on paper from what we're seeing. You know, who knows how it all plays out. Uh, our division, the NL East, is is just tough. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no other way. It is tough this year. But I love what he did this offseason, uh, signing, re-signing Marcel, of course. Um, I'm I'm pumped. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I feel like it's it's we've we've been on this progression now with the team for a few years, where it's like 18, we kind of broke out, um, probably a little early by a lot of folks that are at least prognosticators, mm-hmm. you know, estimations. I think we broke out a little early, and it was kind of we got to that postseason against the Dodgers, and I felt like this is just my perspective. Now I'm sure the players in the front office felt differently but to me it felt like we were playing with house money just to be in the postseason put up a fight against the Dodgers but you lose but I hey okay we broke out rebuild over now we're getting some momentum going 2019 we continue that win the division again and then get bounced early in the playoffs and then it's like okay we expected to be here we need to be doing better than that we need to be getting past the first round 2020 happens obviously it's a bizarre season in a lot of ways but the projection the trajectory still kept going the way we wanted it to. I mean, yeah, blew a 3-1 lead, and that stinks. There's no other way to put it. But still, you got to look at it like, hey, we were one game away from the World Series. Mm-hmm. And the core that got us there is still here. And I think Alex did a great job this offseason. I mean, got veteran pitching in the rotation with Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley. Resigned Marcel. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm tickled about it. I'm, I'm really anxious to see – where uh, where this team's headed this year? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think the the no news um, of the off season to me reminds me of a team that's solidified. 
So for, yeah, you needed that big piece with Marcel to hit behind Freddie. You needed to make sure that you had that big bat staying in the lineup. Once we did that, really to me, the only thing that is questionable is, is the, the rotation. So when we start the season, you know, you've got an older player, you've got a, a player that's kind of with, with Drew trying to make a comeback, I mean, somewhat make a comeback. I mean, really um, reestablish re-est- himself. Yes, re- that's a good yeah. term. Reestablish himself. Um, Charlie has has been, <clears throat> you know, he's been an established big leaguer. You know, he's been in World Series. He's, um, you know, he's there. You just don't know about the health of him. You know, he's towards the end of his career. So hopefully, he's still the same pitcher he was. And then it's how do these younger pitchers rally around, um, rally around him? You know, we know Max. He's pitching like a veteran. Is Soroka going to be healthy to start? If those pieces kind of gel. And that road rotation solidifies to what we saw really kind of towards the end of the year with, with Ian and, and Max. And, um, and, and if those guys are pitching the way they can, then, um, man, we're, we're off and running. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the good thing is it seemed like it was a very settled offseason from the standpoint of this team is ready to do business. And if you look at spring training, these guys come in. You know, Ronald's got another year under his belt. Ozzy's got another year under under his belt. You've got Dansby. Um, you know, I think there's question marks about uh, Austin. You know, if Austin can mature a little bit and, and get better, and um, I don't know, I just see this team is is destined for great things. I just hope they pick us third or fourth again. Yeah, because some already are. That's good. That's yeah. good because we know the Marlins are legit. I yeah. mean, we know the Phillies could be legit. Um, I don't really know. I haven't followed them enough to know exactly what's happened to them, but they've got the pieces in place to be a, a solid team. We know the Mets do. Mets, the uh, Mets are going to be really. Right. Mets are going to be tougher this year. Yeah, no and the Nationals are scrap. I mean, they're they're they've got confidence in, in being there. They're, they're not the same team they were. They, you know, there's some big pieces have left with Rendon and and um, Bryce Harper, but but still they're they're going to play anytime you play teams in your division they're going to be tough on you we know what the marlins the marlins end up being a really good team yeah that's going to be probably the team that we've got to beat you know consistently and then you just don't know i mean the mets are always on paper they always look great i mean i played up there so i know i mean we had second place beside our name for you know a bunch of years right um playing so I don't know. I'm like you. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the National League East because it's going to be those are going to be great games, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm excited that we're in in this in this um, division because you know if you win it, then you got a good chance of going a long way because you're going to be you know tried and tested all season long yep. playing in this in this. Uh, There's division. no no doormats no. in the NL East this year. None. I mean it's it's no. it's. And I think I'm sure people would sleep on the Marlins again, and they'll they'll chalk up 2020 to well there were more teams that made it the postseason and all that. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I know that that's great, but also don't discount the fact that the Marlins are an up and coming team. So I, I'm bringing them up just because when I say there's no doormat, traditionally in the last few years, at least coming into the season, you'd think well the Marlins will be the mm-hmm. you know the easy win along the way, and it's just it's not going to be that way this yeah. year. I, it's the Braves are going to need to beat them a lot of times, as you just said, but they're they're not going to they're not going to roll over. Let me you tell know? you, I, I I played my whole career um, in the same you know not in the same division, but you know against Derek Jeter. You know we've had World Series games against him. 
I watched him play. I was in the American League, played against him in the National League. And yeah, that's a he's in a different role, but that dude, he's a competitor. So I'm not surprised at all what the Marlins are doing. I think they had a lot of good pieces before he showed up. But um but he brings a lot to the table just with attitude and and um with his competitiveness. So I'm I'm not surprised. So I don't think that was a fluke mm-hmm. for the Marlins. They we've known they've had young talent for years. And um so I don't I don't see them going away a bit and for what they did and how they played us, I think they're gonna be as ever a bit of tough and as and as good a young pitching staff as that they have, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're gonna play us tough again. So but I like who we are yep. because our guys got more confidence, they went further in the playoffs and and looks like they came to spring training as business as usual and then putting that piece in with Marcel and then you think about Charlie and how he could anchor and Max anchor in that rotation. And then you know we get we get um, Soroka back uh, early. Then man, yeah. Well, and I love adding Charlie and Smiley to the rotation. A it gives Soroka some extra time or more time to to come back. Which, judging by you know, I popped in on, on Mike's first uh, media session on Zoom this spring, and I think if it was up to him, he'd be out there opening day. But I I, I doubt that they'll let him. Who knows? Maybe they would. Mm-hmm. They will, but I, I would doubt that. That's just the smart thing is give him a little extra time. Um, but it gives you more flexibility with with Mike. Also, it, it gives those guys that we saw who had had some great start, strong starts late. Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson, uh, Waskar Noah. It gives mm-hmm. some guys like that a chance to. There's there's some healthy competition there. There's only so many spots, and there's not enough spots. as it's On paper right now, there's not enough spots for all of them. Maybe only spot for one of them at, at best right, right now, for all we know. And that's good, and I think that's, that's, that's again, healthy competition. That's good, sure. and the, may the best man win. Um, you know, all three of those guys showed, to me anyways, they showed towards the end of last year they're, they're more than capable of being a starting pitcher. It's just a matter of are you going to be able to do yeah. that sort of thing consistently. Well, you, you never can count on the health you know, you don't know, you know, Charlie's older. But the great thing about being an older player these days, it seems like that because you're only required to go five innings, you don't have – it wasn't like back in the day where they were looking for you to go seven or eight innings. You know, it was tougher for an older player to do that. But, you know, now if you're only required to go five, then I I don't see how Charlie wouldn't – you know, as long as he stays healthy, why he won't be effective all year long and, and pitching five innings. You know, and plus the type of pitcher he is with ground balls and different things like that. Um, I, I love those type of guys because of what they do for the young guys. I think about Bryce Wilson and and having the veteran presence of a guy like that. And that's what was supposed to happen last year. Right. But it didn't. So hopefully that happens this year. And we get those guys start to be around somebody with, with the type of career that, that Charlie's had. It's only going to help. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, uh, well, depth, just overall depth. I mean, if you look at where we were halfway through last season, which was basically a month, um, <laughs> but I mean, halfway through last season, we're sitting there and it's like we got from our projected opening day rotation, we got Max Freed and that's it. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, I that was it. This is, wow, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Well, it was, Everybody of course. Impre- I mean, we're, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but we're more or less at that point forced to like start signing guys off the street or just getting acquiring whoever we can to come in and start games. And yeah, like you, I was kind of sitting there thinking, oh boy, this is this could this could go into a tailspin in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But then some of those, you know, Kyle Wright was huge towards the end of the year. Of course, Ian Anderson. I mean, you can't yeah. just gloss over him. I mean, what he did, and he was the same guy the whole way through. And 
what he showed just from not just stuff wise, but mentally to come up as a rookie debut against Garrett Cole and the Yankees win <laughs> and look like to me, I mean, wasn't intimidated by the postseason stage or anything like uh, that. I think that says a lot about him and what kind of pitcher he's going to be so long as he stays healthy. Um, but it took a rookie like Ian Anderson coming up and performing that way. It took Kyle Wright kind of finally turning some corners. I know he had a rough, rough end to the season and in, in, against the Dodgers, but still, overall, he we still saw showed some, a lot of improvement. A lot of improvement because he was not anywhere near that pitcher the year or two before. Right. I mean, he at least put together uh, some really good outings that showed some glimpses. But you know, they, as long as he's making steps forward, uh, he's definitely got the stuff. Yep. Absolutely. But, but you know what? Like you said, so did Bryce. Bryce made some big, big steps forward. Yeah. And, you um, know, when you and I first started this show, remember how we were raved a lot about him and his debut against, uh, I think it was in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and how great he looked. I know you love what you saw, and and that's been a while now. It's been it's been a little while. Um, and he's bounced back and forth, and he's come up. He's done some mop-up, and that's I know that's got to be tough. But for him to jump, step up the way he did, and essentially just a – next man up spot start emergency like you're our guy and he went out there and i mean that was that was one of the enduring memories for me from that was mm-hmm. his his performance out of nowhere um so he's showing you he still got it in yeah. the tank too well that helps you i mean you can you can draw upon that experience now he didn't have anything besides a great start in pittsburgh his rookie season when he got called up i mean that's that's what he was trying to draw upon you know after some of these bad ones but that one's not as big a stage but now he's gone through some of the things he's gone through with having some bad starts and being relegated to mop up or being relegated to pitching triple a and spot start and mop i mean that that beats you down over over a period of time if you don't have any success and 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 let's let's remember that these these guys are coming up and they get, they feel like they get one shot and then they get sent back down. I mean, now it's so much easier for organizations to send guys down, go up and down, up and down. It w- didn't used to be that way, but because of some alteration of of uh, the rules, they've allowed these teams to to send guys up and down a lot more. So it makes it harder on these young young pitchers. And and so for him, he needed something to draw upon. So hopefully. What just happened to him at the end of 2020, he's going to be able to take that and jump off because he's got the stuff and he has the makeup. I mean, I, I can just see it. But um, you, sometimes it's just the confidence thing. And so hopefully that'll, that'll kick him into gear to where he starts a season where, you know, where he left last season off. I think about those guys last year, too. They weren't even just going down to sent down to AAA. They are just going to the alternate training site, <laughs> yeah. which, I mean, they can play. Play, you can play sim games all day yeah. long, but I don't care who you are. Like, that just that – to me, that goes down to Little League if you're just having a scrimmage in practice. It's still just not the same as well, facing an actual – Right. We call that extended spring. Extended spring, okay, that's, yeah, that's a bad place. That's a, it's like purgatory. Yeah, it's a bad place to be. <laughs> bad place to be. Yeah, so for those guys to be bouncing back and forth between that uh, and coming up, and then still kind of coming through for us when we needed them towards the end, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was yeah. huge. So that takes a lot of mental fortitude to be yeah. able to do that. That was great. That the the that that image of Bryce after that start and his parents were there to see it because that was you know they were in texas where they were, yeah. they were able to have some fans and mm-hmm. that that was great so i'm hey man i'm pumped i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to get going i'm glad the days in march are starting to tick off like mm-hmm. not only march here but the days are starting to tick off kind of fast so 
that's good. That means we're the real things right around the corner. Yeah. So, well, thank you all for listening to us again. Thanks to Cole Swindell for joining us. Um, Thanks to the Braves for uh, hiring me. I appreciate that <laughs> very much. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm super excited and uh, just so happy to be here. Happy to be here with you. And uh, hard to believe coming up on three years of this show. Mm. So hopefully that's uh, hopefully many more. All right. Well, for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Hey, Braves country, we just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at braves.com slash behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Behind the Braves.